good position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 234 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this glorious Friday, the 19th of April at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Coast Time, Left Coast Time, Coast the Most, Crack Engineer, oh, that would make it for our sequel, friends, uh, 2019-04-19, Crack Engineer, I, Wormelina, over there in the booth, he's holding up the whiskey sign, Oh, he's holding up another sign, too. What does it say? What, what does it say, Ivor? Please don't fire me. Don't tell me what the fuck to do! You're fired, Ivor, that's it. All right, now, ah, but yes, tip, 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 whiskey time. Mmm. Mmm. Delicious. What a great idea to go out on, Ivor. Um... Let's see, uh, did we cover all the preliminaries? Yes, we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. So let's get straight to our top stories. Um, first of all, yesterday, the uh, bar-redacted, uh, long-delayed, fucking slow-walked uh, Mueller report was uh, released in drips and drabs, uh, both to Congress and then eventually to the public, following 
one of the most bizarre pieces of kabuki theater press conference weirdness that I have ever seen in my entire life out of American politics uh, where Barr did a press conference for a thing that he hadn't released with only uh, Rod Rosenstein, Assistant Attorney General Rod Rosenstein uh, and uh, one of Mueller's team members who was only there uh, serving in the capacity of his general press um, relations uh, job for the Department of Justice or whatever. Um, and the craziest thing yesterday, let's see, I, I, I tweeted this to somebody. Um, let's see, hang on, let me find it. Uh, the craziest thing was looking at Rod Rosenstein, who looked, he looked like he was watching a video on closed circuit television of his wife get hate fucked and loving it, like by his entire family and the neighborhood while she fucking flipped him off. It was like he was staring in like the oblique, hopeless void of absolute darkness, and he kind of was. Um, Mueller's guy uh, also stared with uh, somewhat with uh, some more of an icy intensity. But uh, hey, here's what here's what I said. Anyone else notice how Rosenstein looked like a horrifyingly depressed man trying to put on his best vacant voodoo hostage Civil War portrait? Cheery stare. He looked like a robot that just realized that its next objective to complete its mission is to self destruct. <laughs> And if you get a chance to see that fucking weird ass press conference, take a look at Rob Rosenstein. He, I mean, you can watch all twenty three minutes. I did this twice yesterday when I was stoned. Hilarious. So anyway, in keeping with the absolute horror of yesterday, we have a bit of a theme this week um, for our feature, uh, which actually is going to incorporate our deal section because all of these games are. Basically, you know, blah. We're gonna call it. I think we're calling it crazy, awesome, violent, rad. Uh, and we'll get to that later on. Uh, first, uh, in our top stories, big fucking news. This is not necessarily uh, a Linux gaming related concern. However, I am pretty fucking positive that there is no other um, uh, demographic or contingent of listeners who would be more unbelievably blown away and thrilled to hear this than uh, our listeners, the smartest listeners on the internet, by the way, and I mean that too. So, in case you haven't heard, for forever, and this has always been a problem, I remember when Audible first uh, was like a brand, I mean like literally like a month old, um, but for, for like, since time immemorial, and especially since I switched to uh, a Linux-only shop, like, I what, fucking 13 years ago? Um, the a biggest pain, one of the biggest pains in my balls has been Audible on Linux. Audible in general, but luckily, uh, through Amazon Echo, and then, uh, originally through, um, the Kindle Fire, which I could pair with Bluetooth speakers to, you know, basically, blah, um, I've been able to avail myself of Audible, blah, but then Audible also switched to a subscription-only service, so you couldn't gift people who didn't, who weren't already members of Audible books. And it also came with, you know, pernicious DRM and was not necessarily, you, could, you couldn't ever really download um, a, a uh, DRM free uh, platform independent copy of any of the stuff that you 
uh, owned, and you especially couldn't do it for Linux, which is why I am so fucking excited. Yesterday, um, I saw on Twitter one of my friends from uh, who runs uh, the Gray Noise podcast out here in Las Vegas, uh, based out of the Sin hack- hackerspace. He posted uh, a, just a thing to Twitter asking for recommendations for good Audible books. And this guy is a security network engineer and blah, blah, blah. He's not necessarily Linux-focused. Um, but, you know, he knows his shit and blah. And so I replied to him and I got all excited. I'm like, oh, yes, I have, you know, because I literally have over 350 Audible books. It's all I listen to is nonfiction, mainly um, science, biography, histories, and... Uh, um, contemporary politics and uh, uh, post World War II, um, uh, you know, great society type of uh, histories and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the point is, so I was like, yeah, you know, blah. I'll, I'll, I'll dig up my list and I will, and it's it's great. It's a really good list. I like the best. And so, I left me with the chilling challenge of trying to figure out how do I export the my the list of my Audible titles that I have in my Audible library on the Audible website into like an, uh, you know, like a, a CSV, their common separate, you know, values, any sort of spreadsheet, any, any sort of list. So I could just simply prune through like, you know, the how to get all the pussy in the world uh, handbooks that I keep ordering. They do not work, trust me. So I wanted to, you know, expurgate that sort of stuff from the list before I forward it on to him. And that led me to find openaudible.org openaudible.org is where you can download the free and open source software you can also get it from uh, GitHub they have, but they have pre-configured uh, packages for uh, you know for Debian etc the name of the program that they have made is called openaudible and openaudible does the absolute it, it realizes the dream this is important that if you're at all interested in getting this, you should go get this now and use it as fast as fucking possible because I, I, I've seen other things like this come along and then get crushed like, you know, at the start of the next physical quarter once Audible gets hip to it. But right now it works. It works flawlessly. What does it do? Well, you open up open Audible uh on your Linux box. And this is the only such application that I know of that, you know, doesn't it has a GUI and you don't have to code it yourself. Everything else I've done with that's like this, I've had to code it myself. Um from from, you know, the tore from the floor up. Open Audible, easy install, just you know, get the JDK. Um if you don't already have it installed, you need a Java uh uh you, you either JV either Oracle Java or the uh the open JDK, you know, blah, 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 blah. So you open it up and then you go to account and then you enter your credentials and then inside of Open Audible, it pulls down the entire listing and all of the information for each title that you have in your Audible library. And it presents them in a list. It's a searchable list. You can actually search it via criteria too. Um, and this is pulled to your disk and double clicking on anything will download it and if you wish it will automatically convert it from the I can't remember if it's AAX or whatever the fuck um, Audible 
in uh, Audible audio encryption and it will automatically convert it to an MP3. It also is smart enough to break um, humongous titles into smaller chunks. Like, I, I personally, I like the longer an audiobook that's nonfiction, the better for me. I've literally listened to Carl Sandburg's uh, two-volume, unabridged uh, biography of Abraham Lincoln. I've li- literally listened to that all 45 hours of that at least 30 times over the last, you know, four years. Um, But you can also just download one. One, you know, like you can download it, some of the longer titles as, you know, multiple files, or there's also a listing where it's all just the one thing. So it's like, you know, the history of the atomic bomb. 38 hours, there you go. And so you download it, it'll pull it from your Audible library, and then it will encode it to MP3. Uh, this process does take a lot of uh, hard drive space, but after you've encoded it to MP3, which happens automatically, and then you can move the files away, you can go into um, open Audible's uh, directory, wherever it's installed. It's actually easy to f- figure that out from just the drop-down menus in the GUI and delete all the AAX files. Uh, so far this morning, uh, I've been doing this for three hours, three and a half hours. Um, I have pulled down over 80 gigabytes of books and I have encoded them as DRM-free MP3s. There is no other option uh, if you want to re-encode them other than MP3, so fucking deal with it, pink boy. Uh, This is 10, and then this is how many? Uh, 40 40 audiobooks um, this morning have been downloaded and ripped it. It's a a it's a lossless rip. I mean, you know, in terms of like human audible loss, you know, like because uh, the audible encoding is not that great to begin with. Um, in general, depends. But uh, the coolest thing about this is that, and by the way, if there are books, I'll be posting a list somewhere uh, probably next week. Uh, and if there are books on that list that you cannot afford or would like to audition before taking the full plunge um, and without being forced to uh, have software as a service uh, as an audible subscriber where they can pull the plug on you whenever the fuck they want for any reason if you would like to, you know, have a a backup copy say, of any of those books uh, I will be more than happy to accommodate any requests uh, via Dropbox. Just hit me up on Twitter uh, via the direct message. Please do not hit me up with just like tweeting at me for this topic. Uh, at Vegas Writer, V E G A S W R I T E R. Some of these, by the way, some of these titles are Audible exclusives. Like they have never done uh, an au- uh, an audiobook of that title except for the Audible one that they produce exclusively for Audible. Uh, titles like Friendly Fascism, Our Final Invention, many others, actually. Um, and they're really good. Uh, but, yeah. Um, shit's off the hook. Okay, so, and I thought, like, who you know, even though it's not game-related, strictly game-related, 
Um, you guys, if you're listening to this, then you like Linux a lot, and you also like to listen to shit a lot. So chances are you probably really like audiobooks a lot. And chances are, over the last three, five years, you've seen the torrents of, the torrent availability of some of the titles that, you know, you would really like to get, you know, diminish and then vanish and then get annihilated into, like, absolute, you know, blah. That's part of the audible, you know, blah. Because I have to actually rip it, anything that I rip prior to this, I had to rip it by actually setting up a recording session and letting it play. The same way that we used to dub, you know, tape, uh, tape to tape. Um with cassette tapes on a boombox. Anyway, next week, on to our next story. Next week, Linux Fest Northwest. I have my itinerary. It's all set up. I know where I'm going to be. Uh, if you are going to be in Bellingham, Washington, uh, which is like an hour and a half outside of Seattle, in the glorious Pacific Northwest, come and join the other you know, 2,500 screaming fanboy maniacs, the smartest people that you've ever met in a single concentration at this percentage per normal population at this year's 20th annual Linux Fest Northwest, Bellingham, Washington. Uh, I will be arriving late night on the 23rd, so I will be there Thursday uh, morning onwards. Um... The festival starts on Friday uh, and runs through Sunday, uh, the 28th. Um, on Saturday, there is a Jupiter uh, broadcasting uh, hangout, get-together barbecue uh, out by Lady Jupes, uh, Chris Fisher's awesome rock and roll fucking rock star touring fucking motorhome badass fucking van, not van, uh, RV. It's, it's something to see. It's got like fucking uh, canopy that extends out the side. It's awesome. It, last year was just the most fun. I'm staying at a different hotel this year. I'm staying at the Marriott actually because it seemed like the um, the Hampton Inn that I I normally stay at, and that has traditionally been like the base of operations for LFNW, um, is closed for renovation while Hilton uh, does a brand conversion and remodel on it as they take control of that property I don't know if that's true or not I could not get a booking at Hampton and I couldn't even find a listing for it in Bellingham so I'm at the Marriott this year uh, with a studio it's supposed to be 400 square feet you know blah 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 so if you are going to LFNW hit me up on the Twitter machine and you know, we'll hang out um, Thursday I'm gonna get my uh, or Friday Thursday or Friday I'm gonna get my badge Thursday, I'm ostensibly uh, hanging out with friend of the show and friend of dearest friend of mine, uh, Joe Jokimon Kendall. Um, but fuck, we'll be going to the pinball bar and we will be drinking and smoking lots of weed. So hit me up. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, the uh, the uh, the, there is if you. Just a little searching should uh, get you to um, Jupiter Broadcasting's uh, listing for the meetup for the parking lot barbecue pseudo party. Um, this year, it's the 20th anniversary. This will be my seventh year, I think. Uh, fucking the legendary Popey. Popey. Straight from uh, straight from the UK. Straight from... I think... I, Actually, I, I don't know if 
he's actually I don't know if he actually lives in the UK anymore or if he, anyway, he travels a lot um, yeah, from Canonical will be there uh, all of the desirables and undesirables that you know, love or maybe are unfamiliar with and have yet to discover that you love or have yet to determine that you hate will all be there, it's going to be awesome come check us out, we will be doing next week's show as per tradition from Linux Fest Northwest at at the event so there you go. Come to come to Bellingham, uh, Bellingham Technical Bellingham Technical College. Uh, it's 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 so much fun. It's ridiculous. It's the best thing that I do every year, almost every year. I've missed one year in the last eight years, I think. So come on out, check us out, say hi. All right. Also related to that. Um, I've returned my GPD Pocket 2, which for those of you, I think I mentioned it in last week's or the week before show, um, it's a, it's a palm-sized, uh, basically a palm-sized netbook, uh, with a touchscreen and, um, you know, the equivalent of a full-size, uh, normal keyboard built into it, um, it was 800 bucks and there was no HDMI out, there, I mean, it does have USB-C, so I think you can run, you know, that to, like, an HDMI out. But without any external display, and after uh, finding a new battery to actually refurb my uh, Galago Ultra Pro, which is now in chop-a-block condition, it's as good as it's ever been. Um, you know, it's like 800 bucks, and I'm like, yeah, I just felt guilty for having it. So I returned that, it was a good little system, though, uh, especially with its inclusion, especially because it has 128 gigabyte uh, gigabytes of hard drive space built into it. It, it did run um, uh, Martin Winpress's uh, respinning of Ubuntu Mate specifically for the GPD two, um, and it ran it great. Uh, it ran Windows ten uh, better than a very cheap laptop that I bought brand new three weeks ago um, it was an impressive machine so if you're looking for that and have a real need for it one other thing about the GPD Pocket 2 um, is that on top of the 128 gigabytes of hard drive space it does have a uh, micro USB card reader built into it so you can throw in 256 gigabytes of hard drive space right there but bam, you know, without even really having to swap out constantly or keep track of, you know uh, micro USB cards uh, but bam, you basically have half a terabyte of solid state drive running. You know that's that's pretty cool, and it and it does run Windows ten. So you know you might want to you might want to check it out. That's the GPD Pocket Two, and uh, it's great to have my Galago Ultra Pro back online. Though I I literally never thought I would ever replace the battery um, until I found out too late uh, about three years ago. There, three or four years ago that um, System76 like doesn't support the battery anymore and that the model of battery and the way that they had engineered it because it's basically a, a Clio just a rebranded Clio it's a great fucking computer um, the battery has to be replaced every 18 to 20 some odd months um, 
but yeah, again, I got a generic uh, adapter for it, so we are back up and running with the Ultra Pro. We're not running Arch this time, which is it feels really weird to not have Arch on the Ultra Pro. Um, for a bunch of years, that was my my go to on the Ultra Pro. Um, okay, uh, we got two. Yeah, cool, awesome. We're we're, we're you know we're gonna try to keep the show under an hour. Um, as ever, we're going to fail because now that we've said that, that means it's going to go for five hours and not right anymore. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Ah, he's holding up the whiskey sign. Good idea. More whiskey. Oh. Still in our top stories. Um, if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, you might remember that I mentioned a game of unspeakable fucking beauty and the source of endless frustration for me called Echo. Um, It is one of the most compelling games I've played in the last 15 years. It is really well, really great voice acting, unbelievable level design, seems like a combination of exploration and uh real-time, but tactical-based um, combat. Kind of like System Shock, the original System Shock. Anyway, it's, it's fantastic, and it will suck you in like you will not believe. And I, It might be the most beautiful game I have ever seen. It might be. It might be. Some, I mean, some of, the, some of the early parts of the game are just jaw-dropping. But I realized after my first hour in the game, I got the sneaky suspicion that I was missing something, and of course I went and I found out. Yes, if you if you are playing Echo on uh, Linux via Proton, um, it will not render the cutscenes or the intros or the cutscenes. This is a very very story rich, character rich cinema-driven game. And, I mean, it took me an hour to realize, you know what? It seems like I'm missing something. Because, uh, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, I'd be somewhere else in the game, and, like, they, we'd be talking about something, and, you know, blah. Oh, and by the way, it's a far-flung, uh, hyper, hyper-advanced uh, uh, science fiction uh, game where you're, like, basically a looter of lost civilizations. You're like the Indiana Jones grave robber of, you know, 3085. Um, and you have an AI companion who lives in your head um, and who's been doing this for over a thousand years. So many, many, many CPU cycles. And he has no respect for you, which is great. So it's interesting to get talked down to by your basically your partner who is just a fucking, you know, hard drive, it's L337 or whatever so I, this week I made, I made time to run my uh, fit, my, my uh, script, scripted version of the MF Platfix um, which is still, it's still it's so kludgy, blah um, I, I, but I did do it manually as well, just to check my work, and uh, it turns out that the problem is not actually directly related to MF Plat at all, it, it it's it's related to uh, uh, Media Foundation, which is tied closely tied to MF Plat. But um, I thought that the problem was that it was not able to encode inside of the game environment 
um, to re-encode inside the game environment the cinemas and and play them because it just skips them as if they're not there. Well, after doing a lot of digging, and I, you know, we don't have a solution for this yet. Um, but I'm I'm very I'm, I'm I daily for the last you know ten days I've been checking and replying to um, the thread on the Steam discussions devoted to this topic. Um, oh, after a little digging, I figured out that there is a workaround. It sucks, but it's if you're desperate like I am. I'm not quite this desperate yet, but anyway, the game actually has all of the game cinemas as unencoded, um, like H.264, you know, MP4s in its directory, and they're like named fairly sequentially. I'm afraid of being exposed to spoilers as I watch them, and you can't queue up like where you are in game to what is the cinema that you just missed, you know, you have to jump out of the game and blah, blah, blah. But it, that all this just means that it's not an encoding issue. It's just that the game can't fucking, it freaks out and can't play, thinks it can't play, um, the cutscenes. The fact that they exist though is very encouraging and we're all rattling our cups against, uh, the iron bars of our cages, uh, to, either make someone fix it or someone find a workaround, etc, etc, etc. It's another interesting variation of the DMC5, uh, Emma Platt, Media, but, it, but it, this is different because it's not actually an encoding problem. Um, I mean, it is an encoding problem, but it's not the same type of encoding problem. It's the other way around that, you know, blah. So, there, there is hope. Hope springs eternal. You know, hope only slows you down. And Echo is worth it. I mean, I Echo has the most amazing loading screen I have ever seen in my entire life of any game ever. I'm pretty sure that's true. Not intro cinema. I'm talking about, you know, the menu screen, you know, that you get to, you know, like where you press start and stuff. It's the most amazing I've ever seen in my life. I'm pretty sure. Although, you know, wasn't uh, Mario N64? It's a me, a Mario! That was a pretty cool loading screen anyway. So anyway, uh, we will now return to our theme to theme for today. Well, actually, we're we're not going to. Remember, our theme for today is called Insane Violent or what is it called? No, Crazy Awesome Violent Rad. But because we are devoted to having something for everyone in almost every episode, that is a blatant lie. Um, but more importantly, because we're devoted to actually covering the best games available for the new slash Linux operating system, which you and I and all of us know new and nerve. Um, there has been an important independent develop independently developed video game that runs great on Proton that you probably have not heard of that we're going to cover for you now in our new and noteworthy, and then we will get to our feature where the real carnage happens. All right. I will beast him with the new and noteworthy. Arr! Strike your colors, Abraham Lynch. No need to expose your superstructure. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So yes, as mentioned, we only have one new and noteworthy for you this week, but this is a hell of a doozy. So the name, the game is called Supra Land. That is S U P R A L A N D. 
And Superland is kind of like it plays like a first person Zelda, um, like a, like a Super Super Nintendo Zelda, like um, but it's in first person. It's like Zelda meets the Neverhood. My name is Willie, Willie Trombone. Um, it's like Zelda meets the Neverhood, also kind of meets Minecraft and meets uh. almost like a portal-esque quality to the way the puzzles are structured it's it's a game that, and I hate puzzle games this is not a puzzle game um, otherwise I would not be talking about it. it it actually tricks you into not really feeling the puzzle aspects of it, it just feels like inline exploration um, with uh, you know, it's like it's like an open world, quote unquote. It's like jump boots and locked doors type of open world. Like, oh yeah, you can go wherever you want if you have the jump boots to get the thing. Um, with like persistent RPG elements to it. Like it's a very collect the coins type of game. You collect the coins, you can buy all different types of uh, upgrades and stuff. Seems like it has a lot of uh, upgrades because like you can upgrade everything from like the movement speed to your attack speed, your health in like five different ways, how many double jumps you can get, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One of your super, by the way, you look like a stick figure, um, safety warning sign. Like you have like a empty donut hole for a head on a red stick figure body. And, uh, your, the game starts with a small child placing you in your world, which is like in a sandbox, which is like Katamari Daimashi like, because it's like in his backyard, it looks like. And you can see things in the like very, very furthest distance. The game is not really um, fantastically beautiful per se in general, but like it has lots of really good effects and it, it looks it it looks just as good as it needs to, for the most part. Um anyway, there's lots of variety in the gameplay. Like I said, it's predominantly like exploration. Um, with light combat elements and a really kind of unique approach to puzzles and uh, with, you know, the RPG elements and skills-based, like, kind of jumpy, you know, double tricky jumps to find secret areas and, you know, like, there's 50 different ways to get to all sorts of different secrets, you know, and that's, like, in the first place that you you know, spend, you know, blah. I've only played it for like an hour and a half, but I was really impressed and all of this combines to make it really difficult to put down. And not many people are talking about uh, Superland. But I have an even better reason for you to give it a try. Uh, I mean, you, it's out of early access. I mean, you can buy it right now, full price. I, I don't have when it was released in front of me at the moment. But anyway, uh, even better than that, though, don't take a risk. They have a free playable demo that will give you totally a total sense of like you know how performant it is on your system it should run fine it runs great on mine um and whether or not you like the you know I think you'll be most people will be almost immediately taken by um it's quirky freewheeling uh light humor, it's light but smart humor Um, and you know uh, 
just the characters themselves. Like, I mean, I want to know everything about what the fuck is going on in that game. Um, so Superland. Um, that's it, that's that's it for our new and noteworthy. That's our only non-violent or non-hyper-violent pick for this week. So, I, but I wanted to make sure that we highlighted it because no one, it seems like no one is talking about this game. Every time I live stream it on Twitch, um, I get like no viewers and I don't see anyone else streaming it and the game is like brand fucking new and it's really good. So no excuses, go get that fucking free demo, see for yourself. Ivor, bring on the pain, baby! Alright, yes, the carnage at last. Welcome to our feature that we are calling this week Crazy Awesome Violet Rad. Incredibly insane, violent, generally two-dimensional. Some are one is top-down, uh, the rest are side-scrolling. This feature also will incorporate. We're going to close the show out with this feature. Um, it does incorporate our deals, and so to not bury the lead, we're going to start with the two deals on this list. And one of the deals, the game actually that we're going to lead with, which is called Guns, Gore, and Cannoli Two is uh, the best game out of all of these very violent games. Um, And it's one of the cheapest. Uh, And I say that, I I should, hang on, before we continue, I have to qualify that statement by saying that the last three, the, the other three games on this list, I've only, like, played just to test that they work and if they have worked to see what the basic gameplay concept appears to be and, uh, you know, how performant it is and how much fun they are. I've only played, like, you know, 15 minutes of all these other games, several of which came out today. But Guns, Gore, and Cannoli 2, which is 50% off right now through uh, until April 22nd, week... I was seriously contemplating doing a full review of it because I got it earlier this week when I saw that it was on sale. It's a uh, six dollars and ninety nine cents or forty nine cents. That 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 deal goes away on April twenty second, though. All of all the deals here go away on April twenty second. But guts, guns, gore, and cannoli two, which I had never heard of, is what happens if you take metal the Metal Slug series, um, and then transport it to the Coen Brothers uh, late 30s, early 40s uh, gangster world as envisioned in their fantastic movie Miller's Crossing and then fill it with mobsters, zombies, hot jazz, um, Nazis, US soldiers, uh, the undead, giant rats from the secret of Nim, giant intelligent rats from the secret of Nim, and massive set pieces of exploding, unbelievable carnage. It only took me, um, 
This is a rarity because it only took me a little over four hours to beat Guns, Gore, and Cannoli 2. But it was incredibly satisfying. Four hours. And I mean, that's like, it's like, imagine if Metal Metal Slug 3 took four hours to beat. That's ridiculous. This game is almost as insane just like from like a crazy crazy standpoint like ah yes I'm fighting a zombie pirate flapper skeleton lady while these giant rats are trying to eat me and these mutants are firing all these rockets and I'm getting shot at by 15 cops and 20 Nazis um I'm not even kidding and so we're gonna blow up the car and then we're gonna blow up everything and everyone on this screen and then you do that with all different kinds of weapons and stuff um it is a fantastic deal at $6.49 that's 50% off I would also hazard that had I paid full price for uh, guns, gore and cannoli too, I would be equally as pleased with it as I am now because it has a lot of replayability factor to it I've not been able to get the online multiplayer to work but I did beat the game all on my lonesome. Um, it is an extravagantly detailed all-time, it's in my top 10 craziest games that I've ever played in my entire life. And I will not tell you what number one is, nor will I tell you what number two is, and I will not tell you where on that list. Guns, Guts, and Cannoli, Guns, Gore, and Cannoli 2, stacks up, but it is eminently controllable very fluid controls, and you become a badass, I mean, you are just this unbelievable Like you're like the Dane, I open my mouth and the whole world turns smart, oh what, you think that it's this guy who's, who's skinning around business, it ain't elves um it's awesome, I mean it is just wall to wall balls out, fucking side scrolling platformer uh, shooter, arcade shooter a la Metal Slug 1 through 3 an unbelievable value at $6.49 uh, if you like that genre at all you need to get that game before the 22nd or just pay full price for it like the rest of the world um, brings us to a game that I've always a franchise I've always wanted to play but I've never had the opportunity because it never ran on Linux also on our deals in our Crazy awesome violent rad feature this week is One Finger Death Punch 2, which is 25% off through April 22nd, $5.99. This is a stick figure, um, <laughs> it's a weird stick figure hybrid of uh, unbelievable carnage, anime style fighting game weirdness, rhythm game, and puzzle. Yeah, beat madness. It's 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 a really insane game. Uh, I've only gotten to play it for like ten minutes, but uh, the, the animations are great, and the uh, the when you get like super kills and shit like that, the um, the uh, what do you call them? Uh, the anime uh, kung fu style backgrounds that flash and hang of like ninjas you know, doing like really cool shit in like ultra high you know uh, detail manga style um 
art style are hilarious because you you are once again a stick figure, just kind of like uh, uh, Superland. But anyway, uh, if you if you like the one finger death punch games or have never tried them, even twenty five percent off, five dollars ninety nine cents now through April twenty second. Now the next game is fucking weird. It is called Katana Zero. Katana Zero is uh oh hang on how much does it go for fourteen dollars ninety nine cents. It came out like yesterday or something like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, hang on, let me go to the store page. One moment, one moment, one moment. Yeah, it came out yesterday, literally. Katana Zero builds itself, and I've only played like ten minutes of this game, but it, it is awesome. Katana Zero builds itself as being a stylish neo-noir action platformer featuring breakneck action and instant death combat. Slash, dash, and manipulate time to unravel your past in a beautifully brutal acrobatic display. Now, what this what, what, it, what it does not tell you in that description is that Katana Zero looks like no ninja game that you ever played. It plays like Ninja Gaiden. But it plays like Ninja Gaiden kind of crossed with um, Super Time Force Ultra. If you cannot get through a screen without dying, without completing it perfectly, without being hit one time, you rewind the cassette and you start back before you press play. Um, It seems like they explore this mechanic along with uh, um, the ability to slow down time. Uh, it seems like they 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 built a lot of other things off of those two mechanics. But what's really cool is that everything is one hit, one kill. It go, it's true for you. It's true for your enemies. So they have guns. You can cut their bullets in half if you're fast enough. Um, and you are a badass. You're like this. I'm not sure if you're a little if you're if you're an anime uh, style. Uh, ninja boy or if you're just a really kick-ass shinobi uh, girl um, with just really cool hair um, but Katana Zero which is $14.99 I cannot wait to get some more time with it uh, this weekend I spent like 15 minutes playing it I killed 50 people in like 15 minutes, it's ridiculous um, and has uh, lots of really interesting in- inscrutable uh, story and dialogue moments that uh, really make you um, really draw you into the game. Like the, the premise, I, from what I understand, is that you have ten nights to beat the game, which is why time is of the essence and why speed is so important. And you can get some fucking crazy momentum going. Um, and it, and it's very pretty. You got to check out this game. It's very 1980s retro ninja cyberpunk time travel eight bit, you know, sixteen bit uh, pixel trash, high polish, fucking bloody, merciless, murderous sword based. Fuck you, you're already dead. Type of ninja stuff. It's great. Wall running, all all that stuff, all all the good stuff that you love. And finally, on our list of uh, crazy awesome Varlin Rod is another game that's kind of like Echo. I think it might have the same problem or a similar problem to Echo. Uh, it's called God's Trigger. God's Trigger is also uh, 15 bucks, I think. Uh, 
Hang on, let's see. Yeah, fourteen dollars ninety nine cents. Um, God's Trigger is a top down. It's very much uh, like uh, a game we mentioned uh, several weeks ago that we had um, lots of uh, performance problems with under Proton uh, called the Hong Kong Massacre. But God's Trigger is much more stable. This is a what do you call it? Um, this is like a gratuitous, violent, sh- mindless shoot 'em up, top down mindless shoot 'em up with like demons and blah, and just blood sprays everywhere, and there's bloody decals all over the dance floor, and there's like blood on the walls, blood in the street, and the town of New Haven, blood to bring the top up fingers. It's it's like that. Um, I I saw someone. Uh, I can't remember where this was, but uh, one act. I, I try not to read any like reviews or critiques of games before I've actually played them. Uh, so I used to like you know. If I, that way, if I say something, I know that I've said it and that I'm not stealing it from someone. Um, but someone I'm, I can't remember where I saw it, but. Uh, Oh, I know where I saw it. Uh, here we go. Hang on. This is great. This is like the... And then I, I played the game, and I was like, oh, man, that guy totally stole my fucking line because this is exactly what it is. If God's Trigger were food, it would be a plate full of nachos ordered from a bar at 3 a.m. as Polygon. And then... Uh, the game is basically a playable version of Kill Bill. And that's by some uh, outlet called Bleeding Cool. So you're looking for hyper-violent, top-down, just mindless carnage, beautiful graphics. Maybe give God's Trigger a go, but I have to warn you, I'm not sure if this is... if this was just my my uh, one time trying it out before jumping on the air to you know bring all this shit to you, or if it's actually like a real problem, or if it's something that can be fixed... Or if I'm just being impatient, but I do not see cutscenes in the game. Luckily, it's a mindless blast em up, so I would probably. I mean, I, I because I have to review because there's always the potential that I might end up reviewing a game for the podcast. I'm never allowed to skip any cutscenes, um, but I, I would probably been inclined to really wish that I could in God's Trigger. Anyway, that'll do us. We're we're in and out in under an hour. That was a lot of show, right? Alright, uh, check us out uh, next week when we'll be uh, broadcasting from live, live from Linux Fest Northwest. Um, and hit me up on Twitter if you're going to LFNW. If you're going to LFNW. Um, at Vegas Writer, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R. Literally, I know the bar is there and there's all sorts of stuff to do and I will be drinking and very stoned for, I'm going to say, no less than 80% of every day at night that I am out there. I'll be there Thursday morning, the 24th through the 28th. So, yes, come out and see us. All right, cheers. Uh, Thanks for listening and I will get you next week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there.
There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.